well, here we are back on episode number 50 something. <sighs> we if, didn't hit uh, 60 yet, right? This no, is 59? That, that is that is that is correct. Yes, we're at episode 59. Nice. Of the Nerd Pastiche Podcast. I am your co-host, Darian. And I'm your other co-host, Brittany. And we just want to say hello to all you first-timers and welcome back all you loyal listeners. We thank you in advance for letting you con- letting us to continue to... Percolate. You're going to just just bring that one back, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It's time for the percolator. It, no, it's not. It's never time for that. Not, not while we're doing this. It's always time for the percolator. Okay, for the time to let us... Thank you for letting us uh, settle... <laughs> In your ears, the deepest recesses of your ears, you know, caressing and clutching your eardrums, not to the mm. point of them bursting. You know, that would be bad. Yeah. But in a gentle way. We're here for you. Yes, that's right. So if this is your first time listening to us, as you can clearly see, we like to engage in a little bit of nonsense. We talk about how it is that we nerded since the last episode. We give you recommendations from our nerd cache, our own personal nerdospheres. Mm-hmm. And then we have a main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. So with that said, Brittany, why don't you tell these fine people and me more importantly, because you know, it should be about me. Oh, and you, t- and you too. How it is that you nerded since last episode? Well, since last episode, um, I've nerded in a couple of different ways. Uh, one of the more fun ones, we've been trying to get my daughter to play more video games with us. So we were kind of testing the waters, seeing if there were certain ones that she was slightly more interested in. We had her try Mario Kart. That went okay enough for the first couple rounds and then she kind of got tired of not winning (laughs) wait a minute hold on can you repeat that well it was one of those things where alex and i were playing so we would like finish the races and it was very obvious that mommy and daddy were done were done racing and she was not done racing and she was getting a little upset a little frustrated by that because she wanted to what well, I think she kind of wanted to win. She's very used to winning in in games. We do a lot of like the Wii Sports games that uh, like like the the versus sort of setup, and she really likes winning in those. Um, mm. We're trying to teach her that as long as everyone has fun, then everyone wins, and she usually is on board with that. But there was something about this that I think it wasn't it wasn't just that she wasn't winning; it was also that like. She didn't understand why mommy and daddy were done already and she wasn't yet. So I think there was, I don't know, there was some sort of dissonance there for her that she was not enjoying it so much. So we're going to have to, we're we're putting Mario Kart on the back burner for right now. We know Um, what the real reason is. Mario brings out the beast. It, it does. That's the reason. That's the reason. It really does. It, It is how you know who your friends are. I, I think Mario Party and Mario Kart should be rated M. (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you at least need to sign some sort of like friendship waiver beforehand. Um, absolutely. So there is that to be aware of. Um, the only other thing that I really did was uh, over last weekend, maybe it was two weekends ago. I have no idea. I have lost the concept of time. You never had um, to begin with. But one of these last weekends, I think it was last weekend. Maybe it was the weekend before. We went painting little clay pieces. I guess that would have been two weekends ago because we got our clay pieces back today, yesterday. 
which I was very excited about. I made a little planter and it is in the shape of a D20 and I made it like speckled in one of my favorite colors and the little numbers are all over it to be a D20. And I'm very excited by that. I thought it was very cute. Alex made a giant cappuccino mug that is, uh, he painted as if it's uh, like the face of Kirby so that whenever you're drinking from it, it looks like Kirby is eating you. Nice. It's great. Like when you're just sitting there with it, it looks like Kirby's upside down and it's really confusing. But when you drink from it, it looks like Kirby is like trying to suck you up, which is very funny. Yeah. That's a heady play. So this, these were these were our nerdiest moments of <laughs> recent, whatever. I, I'm assuming it was the last week, maybe the last two weeks. I don't know. Time is not real. It's a construct. <laughs> that's right. Time, time is not real as a construct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it's good that you are tapping into, you know, arts and crafts. Yes, yes. I That is the one thing that I've been trying to figure out how to do. Because Alex plays video games primarily like on his computer that are there are things that you can kind of you can half pay attention to or they're kind of a mindless aspect to them in many cases, like time management sort of things um, or resource management, I guess, is the better way to phrase it. Time management is very time like very much you're focused on it. So like we'll watch things while he's playing games. My games that I play are very narrative driven. So it's not really things that you can do kind of half watching TV and half playing the game. So I've been trying to figure out what it is that I can do that would allow me to have something to do whenever we've got something up on the TV that we're both like just interested in in enough that we want to watch it, but not like I need to have my eyes glued to the TV for the whole time. So I've been trying to find a new hobby that's a little more crafty. So that'll probably be conversation over the next couple of weeks as I attempt different kinds of crafts. You you know what else you can do while sitting there watching TV? Knitting. I did that. Like I have knitting needles. I have a whole bag full of yarn. It just, it doesn't hold me very long. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I just made a lot of long strips of wool, pretty much like it wasn't like I didn't learn any like nice, cool stitches. It's not like so no sweater with matching beanie. (laughs) No, absolutely not. It's a lot of long strips of fabric that I would tell people were scarves, but really it's just a long strip of fabric. And that is it. So, yeah. If you know anybody that wants yarn, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there are plenty of cats around that wouldn't mind. <laughs> well, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, me, it's um, sports are abound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's NBA free agency period. So, you know, teams that, you know, their contracts are up, they can, you know, they can, or players with their contract is up, they can go to other teams or, you know, there are trades that are being made, sign and trade and, I'm really excited because I think my team, the Chicago Bulls this year, are just we've gotten three solid quality players over the last two days. One, nice. I'm rather concerned with the amount that this person costs because I don't think that he should be paid that amount of money, <laughs> but it is what it is. So I'm really believing we're going to be in the playoffs next year. So Nice. Because we should have been this year, but we weren't. And I still am trying to figure out what the hell happened there. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. I'm excited for my basketball team. Oh, good. And it's also NFL training camp time. So 
this is the time of year where a foot as a football fan, you are basically biting your nails uh, from this point all the way through the preseason in the hopes that your team is actually fully healthy going into the actual start of the season. Gotcha. So there's lots of nail biting, lots of, oh my God, what are we going to do? You know, already. And it's, <laughs> we're still in the first week. <laughs> Congratulations on choosing a harrowing sport to follow. Hey, look, I, I follow hey, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, you name it. Hockey players, man. Yeah. Those yeah. guys got hit in the face nonstop. Yeah, a lot of the gooning is out of the game of of hockey. All of the you know the fighting and, and what have you. The NHL was really kind of frowned upon that, so that's that's very rare that that happens crazy. anymore. Yeah, I mean it's the, the, you know hockey players are some they're some tough they're some tough people. Mm-hmm. I saw that uh, Ovechkin Alexander Ovechkin came back to DC. And like a bunch of people went like freaking nuts about it. We don't speak that name here. Okay. I'm seeing. I don't think I said it correctly. So, yeah. Ovechkin OV8. Yeah. Yeah. I despise the Capitals. Oh, okay. That's fine. And the Penguins. They're Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're really proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> you, sh- you should not be, but I'll let you have that small W. <laughs> Thank you. Right. As you long as we're a, having fun. <laughs> you didn't do the little finger thing where you give yourself a point, did you? Uh, no, but now Thank I'm goodness. regretting that. Like that was I, that was a that was a lost chance. That was a mistake yeah. I made and not taking yeah, that. Could, it, it, that that energy, I could feel it. So yeah. I was, I, so that's why I had to confirm. Did, did she do this or not? Yeah, this, no, this I should This would be something she would do. I should have. I missed the chance. I'm sure uh, the the force there will be a disturbance in the force next time, and I'll feel it. Yeah, that's true. Window's yeah, that's, gone for this one, but I got it. I got it for next time. All right, of course you do. But yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, if, among other things, that's the main thing I've been kind of paying attention to, especially with NFL as well, because you know I got to got to gear up to defend my fantasy crown. So. You know. <laughs> Yes, and I know you immediately, as I brought up fantasy football, you immediately thought of the league. I know. I immediately go to taco. (laughs) Well, I am no taco when it comes to fantasy football. I am. (laughs) Well, we're not going to go over your your sports proclivities. I am absolutely a taco, and one day I will win in that. See, see, folks like you don't deserve it. As long as you're not Kevin, it's fine. (laughs) Go tinkering. (laughs) <laughs> oh, everybody, every, everybody does it. Everybody does it. I don't know. I don't know that I could it. ever do it. Everybody, everybody's going to have those moments where they do it. Even the most <laughs> seasoned of players say, do I do this? It, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But fun. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that's what, that's the main thing I've been doing. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Until it starts. So. What about uh, what recommendation do you have for the fine people this week? Well, my recommendation probably sounds a little preemptive, but I'm going to say that if you haven't already picked up Pokemon Snap from whenever I talked about it earlier, you absolutely should because new DLC, free DLC is coming out tonight. 
and it's going to be available tomorrow. <laughs> what is the DLC? Do, do you know what it is? Yes. So you what are getting, I think it's supposed to be like 20 new Pokemon that you can find that have not been in the game before. Um, there is two new, compl- like completely new areas that are being added, like two new places that are being added that are, that you can go visit that are different kinds of places. So like one is um, kind of like a, like a river Valley and another one is supposed to be like geysers and like, like poison geysers and swampy and things of that nature. And then there is a, there's supposed to be like a side path in one of the old areas. One of the, the, one of the first areas that you get the nature park that whenever you enter the area, you shrink down so that every, all of the Pokemon look gigantic. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on the whole 20 new ones that have never been in the game. I'm just kind of still stuck on that. I mean, what is the count now? Oh, I have no idea. And I know we've had this conversation before. Actually, but that's a good t- question. Oh, like t- the count of like how many Pokemon exist or the the number of Pokemon in Pokemon Snap? The amount that exists, because if you're sitting here telling me that they're, the part of the DLC is, is, is going to be 20 Pokemon that have never been in any of the games before. Again, what number are we at? Okay, let's see. How many Pokemon are there in 2021? And I mean, I know we've gone over this before, but... There's eight generations. Oh, my God. Okay. And it's not unusual. So generations usually include somewhere between 70 to 150. So there are eight at a total right now, 898 Pokemon. That's unreal. 59 of which are considered legendary. And this article was written. You seriously don't have a date on your article? Whatever. I mean, well, shitty journalism. Well, and we the the bottom line is so. So what you're saying is there are basically 900 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. And if I remember correctly, there are a little over 200 of them in Pokemon Snap, the new version. Uh, so this will put it closer to like the 220, 230 mark. That's crazy. Which is so cool. I, well, I know I know there won't be a poker rap. That's for damn sure. Oh, I'm sure there would be. I'm sure there are people that do poker raps with like the new generations. Nobody cares about that anymore. I mean, who, 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 how are you going to make that work? Because my thought would be is like, if, if there, well, I don't know if there is one, but if there was, I, we would probably know about it. If we're asking, I don't the know question, because you and I are not in the generations that paid attention past generation one, generation one, really. Well, I mean, Gold and Silver as far was as classified like the, as two, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Gold and Silver was classified as two. But as far as like, did you watch like the TV show where they would have had the Pokemon raps? Yeah. Oh, I oh, didn't watch that. One, yeah. I didn't watch the TV show other than the first one, like that you just had the Gen One Pokemon, and that yeah, was same it. here. And then so, after the movie, I stopped. I was just dying. exactly. So I don't know. There are ton- there are tons of people that still watch the newer stuff. So there might be poker raps that we just aren't privy to because we aren't watching well, that. Nine hundred Pokemon. What has the world come to? We're getting close. That's just that's just. So that's my recommendation. If you don't already have it from my glowing recommendations before, absolutely get it because there's free DLC coming. Fair enough. 
I'll report back on how it is. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Like she's <laughs> going to say, she's going to report back. There we go. Very good. Don't you worry. Um, I got you. I got you. Thank you so much. I, You're I welcome. Just, I know it's uh, going to keep you up tonight. Yes. I'll be waiting with bated breath for you I know. to provide me with your review. I know. I will send you a picture, a screenshot of uh, any new fun Pokemon that I find. Oh, that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. I don't want to have to block you. Don't worry. I got you. well what about you what do you recommend for this week good god oh well i've got two so on the count of Brittany, do you know what last sunday was or this past sunday i should say like the date no not the date it was a national another national day i don't i don't know the answer to that question about now (laughs) <laughs> i know i saw it too i'm laughing too yeah i have no idea uh, spider-man <laughs> spider-man national spider-man day <laughs> why are you laughing what's happening because i did not get spider-man after your song but oh, okay. now no. now i got it it's fine it's fine okay. we're here yeah. okay very good so so on, a, so on account of the passing of national spider-man day mm-hmm. i wanted to throw out um two runs of comics that you should, that people should, you know, um, take a look at. Okay. So the first one, Spider-Man 2099 from 1992. Yeah. Right. With Miguel O'Hara as, as, um, as, uh, as Spider-Man. And then of course, you know, ultimate comics, Spider-Man back in, started back in, uh, was that 2011 or was that 20? His first appearance was 2011. So I think the run started in 2012 with, uh, Miles Morales, Mm. Uh, taking up the mantle of of, uh, of Spider-Man. So the reason why you, these characters are really interesting because clearly they're somewhat of a, they're a different flavor than Peter for different, various, numerous mm-hmm. reasons, not just their background, ethnicity, but their personalities, right? Yes, 100%. So Miguel is really interesting because he's that, uh, you know, it's the, in 2099 and that whole deal with him working at Alchemex and, He's a basically a, a you know he's a extremely intelligent but he's cocky and smarmy. He's a loner type of character and he's very damaged, right? Yeah. And then you've got Miles Morales, who's you know initially a, a reluctant to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. He's got that youthful innocence and he is highly intelligent, extremely intelligent as well. Yeah. And so obviously both of them, you know, in the sciences and, and things like that. And really the interesting thing about both of them is, is that when you look at their beginnings, again, vastly different, but they really just get thrust into this whole superhero thing. Mm-hmm. Both of them were really reluctant because Miles's was at him, you know, getting his powers was an actual, well, both were accidents, but Miles, it was not of his own doing. Whereas Miguel's, it it was of his own doing to a degree. So it's just interesting to see how they adjust to the differences and how they adjust to to having these powers and what they do with it. Because Miles, like right away, you know, it didn't take very long where he's out there interacting with, you know, with uh, Nick Fury and all this Mm -hmm. other type of stuff. And then, you know, Miguel O'Hara with, you know, Alchemex basically will not coming after him right away learning of who he was well learning of a new spider-man yeah. right away and then coming after him right away whereas peter he just kind of he bumbled and stumbled in the beginning and he was mm-hmm. doing a lot of low-level street stuff even though yep. the, you know the uh the enemies got more and more vicious 
And it seems like, I don't know about you, if you, when you've compared them or when you think about the different stories, it seems like when you look at it, Peter took the longest to get a real handle. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something where you also have to take into account, like that was the original story. Yeah. So when you are creating a character that is, well, I mean, eventually became iconic, you've got a lot more kind of foundational ground to cover. Sure. Whereas whenever Spider-Man as like an entity is understood by your, uh, your audience, you can have someone like Miles or Miguel come in and they just like hop right on in. Like there's no, you don't have to worry about like, Okay, so let's talk about what happens whenever you're bit by a radioactive spider. Let's talk about how you need to know how to do science so that you can fully understand and use use the make the fancy suit so that you can like use the powers effectively and all those sorts of things. Like you don't have to to give that information. You just kind of assume and understand that that's that's where people are. Oh, well, that era of comics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that era of comics. I mean, my. God, the amount of text that they jammed mm-hmm. in each Absolutely. panel was They were insane. writing novels. They just had pictures. <laughs> yeah, you just, I going back and I, going back and reading some of that stuff, you're just like, oh. It's very wordy. <laughs> yes, yes, it really was. But. Whereas now they do, they, the comics themselves, I mean, the, the pictures will speak for them. Well, there are some issues from some of the things that I've read. I'm, I'm not recalling them off the top of my head, unfortunately, but, you know, where the, the there's there, there are no words mm-hmm. for the whole issue. I think the, there was an issue with Thunderbolts with, I believe, with Songbird, where there, there wasn't any, I don't, I don't think there was any, uh, any, any dialogue the entire time. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a far cry from from it's a fun experiment. What, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. But but yeah, so those would be my recommendations because cool. those are just really, and especially the uh, the Spider Man twenty nine nine. It was ahead of its time, if you ask me. And I don't think it got, I don't think it really got the love that it that it should have. That I think it does. Not when it came out. No, I agree that it does now because especially those those initial beginnings with Miguel. Oh my God, he is he's he is a smart ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, literally and figuratively. I mean, let's face it. Every iteration of Spider-Man has that in it. Yeah, but his his was different where Peter's was kind of more playful. You know, um, Miguel's was more uh, was more cutting. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. Miguel, Miguel and I'm not not Peter Parker as, as, as not Peter Parker, Spider-Man, because Peter yeah. Parker, Spider-Man was just, you know, he he was a smart ass and a smart aleck. But yeah. Miguel O'Hara, not necessarily Spider-Man, was a smart ass. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Always, always good. Classics. Very nice. Yeah. I wish there was an omnibus for 2099. I don't think there is. Maybe not yet. Oh God. Do you know how much an omnibus costs? No clue. They're like, well, they're usually, they're going to be, they're going to run you at least a hundred some bucks. No, thank you. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're hard. (laughs) They're usually it's going to be around some, a collection of around, you know, 30, 40 issues somewhere in that range and then it's going to be hardcover yeah which i mean i get it yeah but also like i don't know i have other things i could buy but when you think about it when a com- when a comic normally costs in now like well not even yeah, now but I three mean, bucks being kind of like the middle ground 40 yeah. times three 120 there you go yeah yeah but yeah anyway. it's a discount <laughs> yeah right 
<laughs> but um, so yep, that my re- my recommendations. So sweet. Before we get started, mm-hmm. everybody, you got to remember to you know like, subscribe, download, yeah, tell a friend, yeah, that'd tell be cool. Whoever will listen to you, um, that'd be super on sweet. The street doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Sweet like some of Britney's, you know, uh, treasure trove of honey. I do. I I'm sad because I'm about halfway through my meadow foam honey. I don't even. Is that the whip honey? No, that one. the The cocoa whipped honey is gone. We still okay. have some of the lemon lavender left. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to stock up again. That's for, that's something that we were just we were a discussing. myriad of reasons. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, do all those things. Where you know, <laughs> like and subscribe, download and listen wherever the hell it is that you listen to your podcast. We don't mm-hmm. care. So. With that said, mm-hmm. Brittany, Darian. are you ready? Yes. There was hesitation there. Well, I was going to say no. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to be contrary. And I'm going to say yes. So that was where the hesitation came from. Right. Okay. And then, you know, I was trying to play a riff off of the contrarian thing. So I said, right. Looking for you to say left. Okay. Well, that just, that, that's gone. correct. That's all I have. So. Given that, you know, this time of year, we are we are looking down the proverbial barrel of school starting. Hooray. And who doesn't love school? I mean, I'm sure everybody across the nation loves school. I'm sure kids love going back to school. I'm, I'm sure parents love their kids going back to school. Yes, that's I'm real. Sh- yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody loves it. It's 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 legitimately the most wonderful time of the year. Brittany, do you remember story time? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Back in the day, uh, the Staples commercial where the father and the children are walking down the aisles and the father is pushing the, sh- the shopping cart and he is throwing he is in in just has so much joy throwing pencils and notebooks and pens into the shopping cart. And the children are walking behind them just with the saddest looks on their faces. And it's, the, you know, the most wonderful time of the year is playing. Oh, I vaguely recall something along those lines. Yeah, one of the most one of the most probably amazing commercials that has ever been crafted. That might be because I also remember walking down the aisles of a Staples with my sister and my parents, and they were very happily letting us pick out our folders while my sister and I were kind of like, "Well, I don't, I, don't, I hate meh. everything." Yeah, a little bit, but that also what that was more my sister. She was she was she was iffy once. It's about school. I am an absolute uber nerd, so I was always excited to start school. I was nervous about having to be around new people. The social aspects of school freaked me out, but like going to school to like learn more things, I am. I was just like, yay! I wonder what my classes are. Nerd. I know. I'm aware. Yeah, you should be aware. Now, hold on. I got to ask another question. Okay. Sick child. Yeah, (laughs) because of the, you know, at least, you know, many moons ago where, you know, you actually got a legitimate three months off. Mm -hmm. Did you go the entire three months without, especially when you were younger specifically, did you go the entire three months without having a pencil or a pen in your hand? And then when you get back to school, it feels extremely odd. Absolutely not. I was one of those kids that like wrote stories in my ah. spare time. And like, yeah, no, I I always had like, I was always writing things or reading things. Okay. I, was I never outside, experienced that. Mischief. Okay. That's fair. I was causing yeah. mischief outside. Well, you know, you can cause your mischief, but then you can climb up on a tree and read your book. 
you could do that too. That is, and it's, it's that's fine too. Hey, as a wise man once said, it's your barbecue and it tastes good. Yum, yum, yum. Anyway, because the school, you know, the school year is, is uh, fastly upon us, and uh, maybe some people are. I, I don't know who would actually be starting at this point, but by the time this comes out, I'm sure somebody will be starting. Anyway, I was going to say, I mean, I hope there's not like elementary schoolers starting and like listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if that is no, the case. I'm laughing at um, there are a number of schools that are actually starting like this week or next week. And so that they can be out a little bit earlier at the it's end of the year. It's better that way because when yeah. you think about the American school system, let's be real. December is a wash. Mm-hmm. It's 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 and that's it's the thing because up until before then, like the K through twelve, at least they would do they would basically do midterms. They would come back from their Thanksgiving break and start a new start a new like thing, and then you'd get two weeks in, and then you two or three weeks in, and then you have. Christmas break. So it was like, there's no point in starting something new. So this gives them time to get through the first two like big unit things that they've got to do before the winter break. And then they have time to, they just pick up at the start of a new unit when they come back. So it's like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I remember back in, back in my day, you know, school would start before Labor Day. Mm -hmm. You know, now, you know, Okay, or at least uh, more recently, you know, it would start after. But I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, I think that was primarily because they knew that parents were going to be taking their kids out of school for Labor Day. Yeah. But that's also kind of a dumb reason to exactly. start school because that's not every kid. And that's very, like, classist, assuming that parents have the ability to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 so. it's very presumptive. Yeah, exactly. We know what happens when we assume. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So with that said, you know, uh, because of school starting up or being close to starting up, we decided to reflect on the things that we've learned as nerds in Mm -hmm. this last year. So we already know how this is going to go. I'm going to be coming at this from a serious angle, thinking, you know, you know, know, just very deeply. And and we know that Brittany is going to come out and just, you know, just just. I have three like a, like a water hose just out of control. I have three very real things, and then okay. I have a handful of other ones that are silly. See exactly, <laughs> exactly. So here I am going to I'm going to do my best to try to anchor this mm-hmm. and keep this balanced. Okay. So with that said, Brittany, what have you learned in this last year as a nerd? In this last year as a nerd, so I went about this a slightly different way, and that's I, fine. That's what we do. So what I decided to do was think about various nerd properties that I have encountered in the past that have taught me something. Well, yeah. Um, some of them are things that I've encountered in the past year, some in the last couple of years, some that I have encountered for many, many years. So I will start with a real one, like a real heartfelt one. I am going to go with Miyazaki Films. So like the Studio Ghibli, specifically Miyazaki's films. So like Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, Totoro, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, goodness. Uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. And I'm sure there's others, but those are the ones that that immediately come to mind that are, are very influential. Specifically for me, the big three 
were Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, and Spirited Away. So in those films, in his films specifically, I learned two big things. One is that magic can be found everywhere, anywhere and everywhere, both in like a like a kind of figurative sense, like everything's magic, but also in a literal sense, like just looking at specifically the hand drawn nature that he draw that of his films watching rain animation has made me be very conscious when I'm outside of like watching how nature moves and acts like it's mm-hmm. it's something that I have I've always found myself drawn to watching and I think a part of that is because I remember being so like engrossed in looking at those particular animation sequences, just like how freaking beautiful and magical just nature is. And I think that's a huge, that's been a huge influence on me as a person. The other thing that I have learned from his stuff that is both very heartfelt, but also kind of funny is just that humans suck. (laughs) Yeah. We ruin everything. You joined. We ruin everything. There are always exceptional people who are able to rise above the rest of us terrible human beings and who do their best to maybe not save the world, but try to find a balance or at least achieve some semblance of a balance. But it takes exceptional beings to be able to do that. And the majority of like humanity wants to be good, has the capacity to be good, but doesn't necessarily do good, whether that's intentional or unintentional, it's up to the situation. But I mean, like I didn't, I never really gave a lot of thought to pollution growing up, but you better believe when I saw that water dragon in spirit of a way that's covered in muck and she has to save it. save the spirit of the river because the river's been so polluted i suddenly went oh shit <laughs> yeah so that hits a little it's bit different. So, so, so captain america doesn't do doesn't drive the message home but but this one does oh this absolutely does mm-hmm. and like i mean with princess mononoke we're talking about the industrial revolution and yep. gunpowder and Um, Just how we are like chopping down forests to make way for smog factories and the unsafe working conditions of so many people in Howl's Moving Castle. We're talking about like how stupid war is and like how how ridiculously heart wrenching and like what is the purpose of this war that they're fighting? They're saying it's because they're missing the prince, but, and we do find out later that obviously the prince is missing. We get a turnip head and everything's great, but, and supposedly he is able to go back and end the war. But I mean, Solomon is just like, she's just living it up. She is perfectly fine with the war continuing. It's a game to her and to so many others. So it's like, there's, there's just, I learned a lot about the bad sides of humans, but also the the good sides, the the people that are able to go in and clean up the water dragon and against all odds, the people that are able to fight these wars for the people that they love and stand up 
two things that are are wrong. So that that was my that was that was probably the most heartfelt one that I have on my list. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always interesting to see you know, with all of the different things that we find ourselves interested in, where it is that we find lessons and what it is that actually, uh, and which ones actually stick with the, stick with us. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was saying it in jest a little bit, right, with the whole uh, Captain Planet thing, but it's, it's just, it's always interesting how, you know, there's a, uh, a general message that is trying to be gotten across, but it sticks with this property versus mm-hmm. as opposed to this property. And, that, yeah, and, and there's all a I remember of Captain Planet is the theme song and that is it. Yeah. And see, but the whole goal <laughs> was it, it, right. But see, again, it, it's it, that was built for an audience that was built for a specific audience. When you're talking about things like Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke and all of that type of stuff, there is a level of sophistication that's associated mm-hmm. with those, right? That's not yes. with Captain America, Captain yeah. or Captain America. Goodness. Oh, Captain Planet. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Planet is pollution bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's basically. And that's the end. <laughs> recycle. Thumbs yeah. up. And, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? What's your what's your first one? Oh, geez. Well, I, I you. OK, so I I, I, <laughs> I I rail on this all the time, but it just it's just become more apparent as time has gone on. Mine is, I guess, a little bit of a funny one, too, now that I think mm-hmm. about it in the grand scheme. But it's it, it's it's it, it does have a larger meaning. OK, so mean by uh being just another spoke on the wheel. So what that means is, is I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about my, uh, my collecting ventures as we've talked about. Uh... <laughs> and, and, and I really think about it because I, I go back and forth in, in a positive way, in a joking way with different collectors on like Instagram and things like that. And we just sit there and we just laugh about some of the stuff. And the biggest one is, is that a pre-order doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's funny is because back in my day, which I find myself saying so much more these days, mm-hmm. if you oh, ordered, yeah, that's right. I only, <laughs> if you if you pre-ordered something, you knew that, like, okay, I know that this is going to be mine, and I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, in this realm, in this collecting realm, it means absolutely zero. And I find it mind-boggling because it, what I mean by another spoke on the wheel is that. At the end of the day, nobody cares. <laughs> and when you're, you know, the business doesn't care, the manufacturer doesn't care, the company, they don't care. Mm-mm. They care about your money. Mm-hmm. You mean nothing. And that's the end. Yeah. And that's the and that's the end. So I guess it's I bring it up because it's two purposes. One is that you know, you're another spoke on the wheel, but guess what? There are other spokes on that wheel that you could talk to and, and complain and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yell and, 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 and express your frustrations to because we are social beings and it makes us feel better when we are in a if we're in a situation of dire of, of stress or frustration, whatever the case may be, whether it be something minuscule or whether it be something major, we want to feel that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We so, want to be a community of spokes on the wheel. We want to be a part of something, right? We want to be connected to something, right? Because again, we're social beings. So it, it's it, again, it serves two purposes of me bringing that up. One, you're you're just this one insignificant person to the grand scheme of this business or this corporation that all they do is they care about your money. Which I mean, you know, so be it. 
Mm-hmm. But then you've got all these other people that are in the same situation as you. And you feel a little bit better because I can go to this person online and say, hey, did you see this? It's like, oh, yeah, mine got canceled, too. These mother effers. And then we feel better. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't have what we wanted, but we feel better because we're not alone. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So that's that's my big thing. I tried to tie a little, tie a little social psychology in there, too. But I, I, I had to mention that one because nice. I've I've experienced this more over the last 12 months than I ever have in my <laughs> life because I've never collected this much before in my life. So yep. a lot yep. of this stuff was really new. You know, if I wanted to go pre-order Madden, you know, I ain't got, I'm not going to worry about, oh, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> on your doorstep the day it, the day it, it drops. Well, no, well, no. Now, see, when you when you when you pre-order something, see, you know, it's it's already arrived before you finish finish clicking. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, well, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm being extreme because you know every they're like, oh, I just go online and order it, it'll be fine. But that is my number one. Another nice. spoke on the wheel, and then an addendum. But you are not alone. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of Good you feel. for finding a community of people that oh, you will talk been, to. Oh, it's, 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 it's made a significant difference. Yeah. Especially if you're one, you know, kind of wading in these waters for the first time and you're just like, what, what is happening here? Well, why are these <laughs> things taking place? I, I need to know what's going on. Oh, this is why, because it doesn't, because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Because now yeah. I'll, if, if I pre-order something and you see a delay on, you see a delay email, like, okay, so that means it's in the store. Got it. Yep. Yep. So it's fun. Sweet. Community. <laughs> Neat. Well, my next one is things that I learned from a podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You. I have learned have so much. Probably. I probably mentioned it some at some point. We've been okay. doing this for 59 episodes, Darian. <laughs> I, well, um, I can't remember everything. And neither can I. Well, we know um, that. I mean, just the episode I can't number, remember what episode number we're on. So um, <laughs> I have learned a lot about disease ecology, just general like infectious disease, like sociology, the biology of it, the microbiology of it. Like I've learned so much about the vaccine for COVID and about COVID as we start to learn more. They've done so many like deep dive episodes and interviews with um, big brains at the CDC and the WHO and so many other things. So I, I feel like I have become a smarter person just by listening to two people that are smarter than me talk. But also I feel like I've become a, a little more, I definitely still don't understand half of the shit just because it's way out of my realm of, of comfort, but I feel like I am better equipped to handle conversation about various infectious diseases. And that could be anything from the flu and chickenpox all the way up to COVID to syphilis to polio. Like they've done just about everything. There's, there's so many different things that I've learned about that. I never in my life would have been like, Oh, let me go learn about rubella today. Like that's not high on my list of priorities, but I have thoroughly enjoyed learning from that podcast. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so much out there for so many different things, you know, from, like you said, from, med- you know, medicine, pol- mm-hmm. medicine, politics, you know, um, murder. And I really, uh-huh. what I think I, and this is the reason why I picked this podca- podcast out of all of them. I mean, like I've learned stuff from revisionist history from a bunch of other things as well, but this one, I have actually like forwarded episodes to people, especially with the COVID episodes. I mean, like they did, they have done probably close to 10 to 20 episodes just specifically on COVID when it broke through the through the beginning of the pandemic as new information broke out like they were they were very much on top of things when the delta variant became known they've done an episode like they've done so much work on trying to trying to make covid something that is dumbed down for the idiots like us that don't know microbiology <laughs> And like, I have actually sent people some of their episodes whenever it's like, I'm really concerned about this. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, yes, there were a lot of different articles that used this scare language, but here's the actual information broken down. So it isn't quite so scary or here's, you're not taking this as seriously as you need to. Here's an episode that I really think would be good for you to kind of understand the, the full scope of things. So, I mean, like I have, I have sent their stuff out to people as a resource. So I highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, and contextually, I mean, that's what, that's what an expert is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be able to have the capacity to be able to explain what it is that they're an expert on to, to a lay person. So that's the whole. Yep. And it's, it's so nice to hear experts that are comfortable doing that and comfortable being human beings. So that's yeah, that was something that I I definitely learned a lot from. Yeah, because I mean, it's it wouldn't be it's not far fetched to say that you and I we both had experiences where somebody is in front of us and they're classified as an expert on whatever you know um, subject matter it may be, and you're and you're looking at them like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And it's not that that person isn't knowledgeable; it's just a matter of. And and that's the other thing too, right? Where we're in this period now of, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were just expressing their frustrations about, you know, how younger generations or current generation is just like you have to explain everything, you know, to the to the most minute detail. It's like, yeah, we're in that society now of the the, the phrase is is like explain it to me like I'm five, mm-hmm. and that's kind of you know ballooned into other areas as a just a general terminology. Okay, I need you to break this down. So, because I don't, you know what, you know, everything, the ins and outs of this. I don't break this down for me more. So that I can understand. Yep. Yeah. So I can actually digest what it is that you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. 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 Cool. Your turn. All right. Well, mine is about, you know, uh, to a degree is about uh, mortality. Oh, that was my next one. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm sure that that one's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Look at that. yeah, I know, right? I know. So it's more about again going through, you know, these looking at all the the, the nerd landscape and you know any things that you can be a nerd about. And you have brought up, you know, kind of like animation or anime before, mm-hmm. and it just really dawned on me based on this anime the whole notion of like, okay, you know, certain stuff is just passing you by. Just just let it go. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? just just forget it. It's it's okay. Okay. So. You know the phrase, you know, when the steed is 
steed has been stolen from a stable, there's no point in locking the barn door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's basically how I kind of thought about this because it was really about Dragon Ball Z, right? Or Super. But it's not just with Dragon Ball Super. It's just with other things that it's like, okay, well, I didn't really get exposed to that. I think that's just something that's passed me by. I think I just need to just not bother. It's not, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, we were talking about Dragon Ball Super a couple of weeks back and I was telling you, it's like, I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. I don't know what the motivation are, motivations are. I don't understand why they've gone from, you know, from blue hair to pink hair. To, like, <laughs> what, the, what the hell, what the hell levels are we on? Is it, did the hair get long anymore? Does it, what are we doing? Do they grow the tails back, you know, at, at a certain level? What is happening here? And I just came to the point where it's just, I just need to let this go. Because there's so much, I think this one is tying into my other one. There's so much other stuff out there. It's like, why am I holding on to this? <laughs> just, you know, enjoy the parts of it that you liked from the beginning and just be okay with that. And it's not the matter of being, you know, kind of like closed-minded or anything, but it's just a matter of, well, I've had my time with this. Yeah. This is for other people. You know, just like we were talking about Pokemon earlier, we constantly rail all like, well, Back in my day, there was only 150. You know, now you're telling well, me 900. That's fine. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I keep yes, yes, yes. <laughs> See what I mean? So <laughs> I'm st- stuck in my ways, right? So it's just a matter of okay, I need to just let this go <laughs> because I don't know what the hell is happening. I don't feel the need to to, to continue to try to figure out what is going on. And like I said before, it's not a matter of being closed-minded. It's a matter of I've had my time with that, and that's okay. Nothing that's lasts good. forever. It's a good so. coming coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> in a different right. way. In a, diff- in a different way. It's, it's accepted. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when that next Dragon Ball movie comes out, that's uh, okay, fine, whatever. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And, and this is good. This is the other reason why I brought this up because I think this is I think this is going to hurt you a little bit. Okay. I think I might be there with Doctor Who. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. I think I'm there. I think I think there was a point that we all kind of broke a little bit. Yeah. And it's one of those things where to to really kind of feel because we're both uh, completionists in so many different ways. We know you've got to slog through a, a swamp <laughs> to get to the other side where there is potentially good stuff. But that swamp in itself, and there's no guarantee that it's good enough on the other side, that it's just like, maybe I just stay over here with what I know is good Yeah, and hang and, out here. Yeah. And that's, I, I, so, I think I I'm that. starting. I get it. Right. And we're talking about this notion of letting go and what have you. I, 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 I think that whole completionist thing, I, I'm, 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 I'm loosening up my grip on that because mm-hmm. As I was saying before, there's so many other things out there and so many other quality things and good ways to spend your time. And and, and, and I, I just I, I'm actually OK with it. Okay, You know what? I think I'm going to stop here. Yeah. I you know, and I'm I'm getting there with with the D.C. shows. I was just like, you know what? I they're good I, I for someone, I, but maybe not me right now. I think I've, I think it's over. I think yeah. I had my I, I don't see myself. I'm, I'm not racing to, to to the to the TV or whatever to say, OK, let me go ahead and. Let me binge watch this. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think I might be done. Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a big step for you. 
Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. 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 Wow. Speaking like of series. which, my, 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 the, this is my last like serious one. The rest are all oh. going to be stupid, silly from here on out. Okay. Um, sounds good. So my last serious one kind of leaning into that whole conversation of mortality and like knowing when a, when a beginning is an ending and just being comfortable with that. I'm going to include the game spirit fairer here as something that I learned a lot uh. from this year actually within the last couple of months, because that's when I played it. And I talked about it on here a bit, like how much I was just fucking in love and obsessed with this game. And I still am. But for me, the thing that I learned the most through it was how to process grief and how to be aware of like the mortality and the death of things. So the whole, I mean, obviously the whole concept of the game is that you're, you're ferrying, ferrying these spirits to the other side. So you're like helping them finish whatever their unfinished business is. And then you take them to their little, to the, to the spirit door and they leave forever. And there were characters that were like, you really, really loved these characters and you didn't want to take them to the ever door. Like you didn't want to get rid of them. Like, like you do with any other person in your life that is really influential, that you really enjoy their company that you want to keep around. But whenever it's their time to go, sometimes it's hard to let them go. So like, I think immediately of like, whenever my grandfather had had, he had, I know there was one bad stroke that really kind of did him in. And then there were a couple of other smaller strokes after that. And I had a really hard time being able to kind of walk into that grief, knowing that the end was there, but I wasn't ready for that to happen. So like trying to draw out as much time as possible, like trying to hold on to things, Um, but also being able to say when time, when it was the right time, when it was the time for him to go, it was the time for him to go. And being comfortable with that and trying to walk through that knowledge, knowing it's same sort of thing with anyone that is terminally ill, where it's like, you know, they're not going to be around for much longer, but how much longer do you have? And for example, there was one character in the game that you knew he was coming to the end because you'd kind of like you got used to the rhythm of the quest lines. Like you knew which one was going to be like the last big quest. And then they were going to ask to go to the Everdoor after that quest was completed. And I had gotten to this ritual of whenever we complete that last quest, I would make sure that the next morning, because you knew that's when they were going to ask you to take them, make sure that you gave them their hug because it's the best game ever. It has a hug mechanic. Um, and then (laughs) I know, right. It's so, (laughs) and then I always made sure that I had their favorite meal to feed them that morning on the way to the Everdoor. So it was like a nice, like final meal thing. Just the way that my brain worked. It was something that I really wanted to do for these characters. And there was a character that I did the final quest and I got up the next morning, like the, the next morning started, the morning cycle started. And I go over to his little house to give him his food and give him his hug, knowing that he's about to request to go to the Everdoor. And he's just fucking gone already. Like he just fucking peaced out. So mm-hmm. me having to sit with the knowledge of like, I think of like terminally ill patients where it's like, I think I've got another day hour week with this person 
but then suddenly they're gone. And somebody that's been like holding things to like, you know what? They're not, they're not gone yet. I've still got another week. I can hold on to this particular thing that I want to say, this particular thing that I've been working on for them, like whatever, like not sharing that because you think you've got more time than you do. And then suddenly they're gone. And then you have that thing that just sits in your inventory because no one else I mean, like you could feed the other people the the pork chops that he loved so much, but you also don't want to give the pork chops to anybody else because they're his. Exactly. And then suddenly they're gone and you kind of have to sit back. Like there were multiple times. I cried my eyes out during this fucking game. And like, I, I remember in that moment specifically, I had to, like, I put the controller down and walked away for a minute. Game was still on, but I, I put the controller down and I had to walk away and like breathe through it. Cause I was, it was grief. And there's whole conversations like the next, like the conversations, like the, um, that you have with the other characters at that point was all like talking about where did he go? I wonder what happened and all of those sorts of things. And you, you know, exactly what happened and the game itself is just a just does a masterful job at walking you through so many different aspects of of death and dying and grief and mortality and you learn so much about these these people and the lives that they lived and the things that actually mattered to them whenever it came to the end so it's a lot of like People that are like, I did this thing for my whole life, like uh, everything was my career. And then when I lost that, I had no one to support me because I was no longer as important in the field. So no one was there, like everyone left me and I didn't take the time to cultivate friendships and I was alone and like having those big picture kind of conversations of like, what is what is the mo- what is your priority in your life like it was such a fucking deep ass game unexpectedly deep highly like that it was a game that taught me a lot about myself and how i handle those things too so yeah i mean that's yeah that's, uh, i didn't know I mean, obviously you've talked about the premise and what have you but i didn't know how you know the level of depth that you're that the that the game has associated with it because yeah i mean grief i mean that's a you know, that's a real thing, right? And like you were talking about the whole, you know, idea of, you know, somebody being terminally ill or, you knowing mm-hmm. intellectually that somebody's not going to be here the entire time. And then especially if you have a terminally ill piece where, you know, it's, 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 it's coming and it's coming soon. There's nothing that you can do ever to mentally prepare for that. I mean, mm-hmm. you can know it intellectually. Okay. This thing is going, this is going to happen. This person is going to be gone. Yeah. And it's still, emotionally does not matter because when yep. it happens all of that mental preparation and things like that it can goes right fly out, the out of the window <laughs> in an instant yeah you know because everybody that's the whole deal with grief too right i mean everybody there is no quote unquote one way to grieve everybody mm-hmm. does it differently you know you go you have the stages everybody goes through them and cycles through them sometimes they cycle back for you know, to another one sometimes they jump around it's it's Again, everybody deals with it differently. Yep. Um, so wow, I, I had no idea the game it's so went to good. that level of detail with it's last so meals and good. things like that. That's wild. 
Like to be fair, the last meal thing was something that I added because it made me feel better. Like you have a, the mechanic is that you can hug them to make them happy. You can feed them something that they like to make them happy. You can talk to them to make them happy. Yeah. So, but still the, the options, yeah. that's still yeah. a level of that. Yeah. I always wanted to make sure they were as happy as possible whenever I took them to the door. And one yeah. of the ways to up their, two of the best ways to like up their happiness was to give them a hug and to feed them a meal that they loved. And that was something like as you're you're running around on the ship and taking them all the different places, you can find out like you can discover what their favorite meal is and learn more about them. And like there's there's one thing and there's one little dude that is like a kid spirit that just will wreck you mm-hmm. as he talks about like his his life that he remembers. And it's it's like he's very obviously like a child that has died and it's just like oh shit (laughs) but for real like that is a game that if you want to learn about yourself well yeah that's exactly what i was going to say you people were yeah people will certainly project onto that game Mm -hmm. 100 you want to learn about yourself you play fucking spirit fair (laughs) and you have tissues (laughs) wow so that's my last like for real one. Everything else from here on out from me is going to be stupid, silly stuff. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Well, I'll I'll, I'll kick that. I'm kind of be in the same vein of what you just discussed, but but not. It's just on the completely opposite end of the spectrum, and it's somewhat so, so silly as well. So you know my affinity for horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You know, you talk about, you know, grief and loss and death and all of these different these different things. And, you know, uh, somebody who watches horror movies, it's it's one of the, you know, the long standing thoughts or, you know, um, I guess psychological benefits potentially of it is, is that you somebody who watches a lot of horror movies, they have they they're more comfortable talking about the concept of death. Yeah. Which would, which, would make, that. which makes tons and tons of sense, right? I, I, you know, that's something I, I have never done in my spare time is, is is look at if there is you know research on specific research about that to that degree. But anyway, so that is one of my favorite things to do. Even as much as I love like sports and wrestling and all the other crap, if 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 I if it's you know the butt crack of dawn or if it's you know one thirty in the morning or four o'clock in the morning that I can't sleep or something like that, I'm gonna probably put on some kind of horror movie because hey, what the hell? Man, you're so weird. Hey, hey, you know <laughs> what can I say? You know, but um, the reason I brought this one up is because I call this kind of making chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? So okay. I've, talked, I've talked about this before, and I guess it's a matter of kind of parlaying something that you love into something into a passion project i guess to a degree right so i've mm-hmm. talked you have like okay i've watched all these just garbage things things that absolutely suck for one reason or another and i just i need to find a way to do something with this other than just sit here and being upset <laughs> so <laughs> it's so it's just that whole notion of just you know taking something that you that taking something that you love and morphing it into something else, which, you know, we could say about, which is how meta, which we could say about this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's 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 kind of what we're doing. Take us, I know, see, look at the layers. Look at the layers, Brittany. Like an onion. Like a a what? Like an onion. Okay, no, you're saying it wrong. Like an onion. 
you're not going to do it, are you? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. You know what? You know how it's supposed to be said, like an oyon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so just being able to craft it into and morph it into something else that is is fun and making it fun in a different way or or uh, adding another layer, you know, again, of fun to it. Mm-hmm. So I think we could all benefit from that. And maybe I think we all as nerds in, in various uh, ways, I think we all do that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we if we actually verbalize it. So probably not. Yeah. So it's like, like if I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but what's something that, because that's kind of what we're doing a little bit, right. By talking about the lessons that we've learned, but Mm -hmm. you know, things that you love and how have you been able to morph them into something else or add a a whole other layer of enjoyment onto it? Oh, outside of the podcast. Um, Outside. Yeah. Outside of the podcast. I know it's a dumb, dumb, dumb I mean, kind of for me, one of the biggest things that I've done to kind of morph everything that I enjoy is sharing it with my daughter. There you go. See? Like, it's it's one thing for me to enjoy it by myself. And, and it's the same thing for, like, if, like, you found an anime that you really enjoyed or a show that you really like or a song that you really like and you, like, share it with someone that you really like and you just watch them react to it. And that adds, like, a whole new level of enjoyment to your enjoyment. Because yep. you can, it's that, it's that kind of like, I don't know, endorphin rush of being able to, to bring someone else joy yes. through something else that you really enjoyed. And ideally now, anytime that that would, that particular thing would come up, it's like that you get that little mini rush of like, I remember when <laughs> I showed them this and now they're yeah. watching it of their own accord. And it's like, yeah. that's that kind of thing is probably that's the one thing that comes to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I, w- I would agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, yes. it's, 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 yeah, it gives you that, uh, you know, an, an extra added sense of pleasure when you can kind of influence somebody by, you know, introducing them to something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But yeah, so that was one of my big ones. And, and it's just, uh, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, you know, like, well, just a moment ago and then earlier about, you know, sharing those things with uh, with other people because mm-hmm. it just connects you in so many different ways. And you interact with people that you, you never would have spoken to otherwise. Yeah, Because, you know, you, you happen to have on that shirt or that hat or that watch or you know, certain kinds of earrings or whatever the case yeah. may be. It's like, hey, those are cool. Oh, you yeah. like you like stuff? I like stuff too. You like the same <laughs> stuff I do. That's great. But uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying earlier, making chicken salad out of chicken bleep. But yep. that's a little bit extreme in my case that I shared. But but in general terms, you know, adding that extra, being able to add an extra layer onto something that you nerd out about or enjoy. That's cool. the whole purpose of the, the premise of it. Nice. All right. So I'm, I'm, I got to know what's your silly one. Well, I have a handful of silly ones. So how many, excuse me. Yes. How many do you want to hear today? Oh, I'm sure. You, <laughs> at, well, at least two. At least okay. Two. Okay. Well, the one that I'm going to throw out first is the game math blasters. <laughs> it is the only way I've ever learned math, which is also probably why if you ask me to do anything past division, I don't know how to do it. If it's not something that I could learn in math blasters that is math related I, I or math adjacent, I don't know how to do it. 
I only learned from Math Blasters. I've never heard of Math Blasters. Are you fucking kidding me? Look. That that game was freaking OP. Like, that was was an awesome game. Brittany, (laughs) I came from a time where my calculus instructor said, you all are going to learn to do it by hand because a calculator is a crutch. So I took calculus for all of a week, and then I dropped out of that. Yeah. And went back to dumb person math. Because I am not good at math. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, not my friend. And well, you know what? That's a lie. I'm okay at math. I'm great at algebra, but that's primarily because it's letters. Okay. All right. All right. Where you just substitute numbers in. So I was fine with that. But outside of that, mm -mm. if it's not, if it's anything past like division, then I can't help you because it's, it's not something I learned from math blasters. Yeah. Do you ever just, I got a question. Do you ever decide to, I don't know about you, but seeing a cashier sweat, it's, it, it, it's kind of funny. You know, when you're- No, you go absolutely in you're like, not because I've been that cashier. <laughs> when, you're, when, you're, when you want an exact amount of change and then it's something other than what the total back you're supposed to get on the machine says and, I and they it. freak I hate out. It. I, hate oh. it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much because there were people that used to do that to me all of the time. <laughs> but specifically, ah. older people love right. to do that it's, shit. And right. man- I hated it. So I refuse to do that now to people. Uh, I would rather take the change than create that trauma <laughs> for another person. I'm sorry to be to hijack this. Go ahead. Yes. Dude, for real. No, that's I, that, that was the main thing there was just math blasters. I learned yeah. a lot from math blasters because it's yeah. that's about where my math learning stopped. Yeah, I, I've never heard never heard when of that it. was no longer a part of the computer lab time. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. back in my day with my computer lab time, it was Oregon Trail or it was nothing. Oh, well, we didn't get Oregon Trail until we moved into the middle school. I'm nice. talking like elementary school. They gave you math blasters. Oh, that's OK. That's how far back that go. OK. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Again, I have yeah. no, yeah. I have no yeah. reference point. Like back that. when you're doing addition and subtraction and a little bit of multiplication and division. And that's about where you stop. Yep. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look that up and say I never heard of this. Primetime math. <laughs> Prime time math. Is that is that, is that the is that the no, company? It's, no, no. I'm just saying that that was prime time for oh, math okay. class. Like, yeah. Gotcha. It's gotcha math gotcha. blasters. The name of the game is math blasters. Wow. <laughs> oh, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I didn't learn more math though. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> very good. Very good. <sighs> that's all right. You're a wordsmith, so that's that's fine. That's the balance that's there. That's true. Yeah. Well, speaking of you know, always learning something. That was the, which I guess this, this is, this is kind of meta again, isn't it? This could be classified as such. So not enough time in the day. Mm. So very general, but you know, you and I, you know, we like lots of different things, many, and then there are Mm -hmm. lots of things within those things. Mm -hmm. You know, you like X kinds, you like video games, and then you like a subgenre of video games, you know, triple A games, but you know, okay, no judgment, at least not today. That's but that's fine. Uh, fine, you know, stay away from that. But yeah, you know, I'm teasing, right? But you know, um, <laughs> you know, or you know, comics where there's t- to to even try to comprehend the amount of comics that there yeah, are. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, you know, characters and stories and things like that. 
and, you know, television, you know, uh, theater, whatever the case, music, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, there's just so much within each one of those categories. And again, you know, you know it, con- you know, it's, so, you know, you know, it consciously and subconsciously really that there's not enough time in the day, but it's just, it's just still mind boggling how you could have a laser focus on one particular thing and you still will find yourself learning something or have the potential to learn something new every day in relationship to it, whether it's music, film, books, whatever. And it's almost like there's, because there's so much stuff, there's a pressure to, to, to want to keep up because, you know, the next thing is going to come out, you know, whether it's somebody's book or an issue of a comic or an album or, you know, a hell a Broadway show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is just, mind-boggling all of the material that we have available to us and it's just impossible to keep up with it so it's it's almost like it's a good it's a great thing it's an awesome thing and then at the same time it's kind of like geez it's yeah <laughs> it's it's not a saying bad isn't really really what i'm looking for there but that's a lot to ingest yeah and, and it just it's just more and more apparent day after day after day because I'll bring something up to you like, oh, I didn't know that. You'll bring something <laughs> up to me like, really? I had no idea. Yeah. You know, and it'll be things that we are actually like the, the opposite is interested in. I'll bring up something to you about Nintendo or this game. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be plugged in? Like, this is your thing. Yeah. And, and, and we still miss it sometimes. Yeah. So it's a great time to just be, you know, a nerd in general because there's just so much stuff and, you know, but at the same time, it's just, it's just, it's, and we've talked about it at different points. Like, how the hell do you keep up with this stuff? There's only so much time in a day. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. So, you know, that piece. And then because of that, we're, we're constantly exposed to new and different things, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Learning. Learning is fun. Yeah. Fundamental. Yeah something like that that felt like there's a schoolhouse rock song and there's somewhere that I should be probably yeah to. there's always that's that's another great thing that we just learned a bunch of things from with schoolhouse rock but that was the yeah. point that was that was good stuff that was good that stuff was point conjunction Especially junction sitting on capitol hill at uh, conjunction mm-hmm. junction what's your function that's i right. still remember the preamble because of because of that yes <laughs> I don't, all I remember is the, 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 the choruses. I don't remember any of the details. Me, anymore. the people. I could go through the whole thing. Did, wasn't there a song? Okay. Now this has been on my mind and I'm going to look it up after we get off of this. Did, wasn't there a song with the, the, an adjective song? Probably. It, it's like the, the, the chorus was, it's just an adjective. I'm not making that up. No, that's definitely a thing. That's okay, definitely got to be a thing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to be so upset if it's, if it's not real. I don't know. Maybe it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> Who in the frack? No, it, no, it has to, you know, it's, it's real. I know it's real. I've been, it I, sounds I've real. all my life. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. What's, what, what do you, what else? What's your other, your other um, funny thing? So I'm going to go with the, the game, the Sims. <laughs> oh my God. I learned, Jesus. I learned two big things in <laughs> the Sims. One, if you play for real, like for real, real without the rosebud hacks or mother load hacks, and you're like, you go in with the, the amount of money that it starts you off at, 
and you have to live your life like as if you were a real human being <laughs> that was living this, that was doing this game for real. Life is freaking hard. Capitalism sucks. There is no way out. The other big thing I learned is that most people that play so The Sims, including myself, are borderline sociopaths. Primarily because most of us, well, we've got a little bit of a God complex in many cases. And that's a whole other thing that you can talk to your own therapist about. But the big thing is the fact that I don't know anyone, anyone who has ever played The Sims and not tried to figure out how they could kill their Sims. Ooh, that's why everyone has everyone has done the put the sim in the pool and take the, the take the ladder out so much so that in more recent iterations of the sims they updated the game code so that the sims would hop out from the side of the pool I, so you can't kill your sims that way anymore it's a lot harder uh, see i i, I can't even i can't I, I can't even get into the minutiae of the game because I am. I have constantly. We have talked about this before. I am constantly stuck on the idea that somebody would actually go out and buy a game mm-hmm. about playing and, and playing a character that mm-hmm. is doing real life mundane crap. I, well, I, see, that's kind of part of the fun of it I, in some ways. And there's there's like a fast forward button, so you can like fast forward past a bunch of the other stuff. But it's more about like the social interactions that you can do with them. And for me, it was always it always started with like I really loved building the houses and decorating the houses and doing silly things with the houses. So that was a huge draw. But I think as far as like the actual people themselves, it's the same reason why people enjoy people watching. That is just you have a slightly you have a slightly more control over one of those people. And see, and there is the magic word right there. Control. Exactly. <laughs> There's the magic word. And that's the other thing. Like there are so many, like I, I have seen this happen to people and I have read about people that have like been interviewed and had conversations about this. People that are like slightly unhappy with their own lives can very easily fall into the Sims in yep. creating their own thing for me i did that and found out about my very addictive personality through world of warcraft way way back when we we don't talk about uh blizzard right now or possibly ever oh, again yeah, i saw that um like we just don't talk about them we don't give them money anymore but like that was that was how I was able to do it because I was able, that's how I dealt with my own insecurities and issues with like where I was in my life was through that. But I'm a very much addictive personality that likes, that likes to have goals. So wow was how I did it. But for many people like falling into the Sims, creating this like perfect world, creating the perfect Sim that looks the way that you want to look and giving them a job that you want to have and like creating the perfect little family and the perfect little house. Like there's a, it's, it's kind of living your own fantasy sort of thing. Um, So again, it is a game where you can learn a lot about yourself and and your own social tendencies and your possible need for therapy. Yeah. And see, and I can, and I, and I, and again, talking about this again, intellectually, I know, I can hypothesize and I, I know I can craft what are going to be logical reasons as to why people buy that game. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, 
I'm not getting paid to do it, to, to, to be able to do that. So I don't, I don't feel like I have to, I, I can, dude, I can you? answer the question if I want, but I'm like, no, I don't feel like it. But don't you want to hear Katy Perry singing one of her top pop songs in Simlish? I don't want anything to do with the Sims. <laughs> I, 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 because I, I you tell it, you don't want to pay t- 30 bucks to have DLC that should absolutely be a part of the game in the first place. I don't want to pay for DLC for games that I like. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you Thanks, go back EA. to the whole, right? You go, you know, those bastards. Mm-hmm. But you go back to the whole learning thing right there. Like, I didn't know that there was a fast forward button in The Sims. Yeah, there's a no fast clue. forward and a pause. Didn't know that. So, like, when they're doing their sleeping, you can just, like, speed it up because you don't really care to sit there and watch them sleep. Like, because that's a little weird. Some people might like that. I don't know. Maybe it's and a that's time where, to go pee. That's where we draw draw the weird line is watching yeah. your video game character sleep. I mean, it's like a solid couple of minutes that you're just sitting there watching them sleep. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that's uncomfortable. Okay, very it's good. It's a little weird. Okay, fair enough. For me, anyway. Maybe it's not for other people. Okay, fair I'm not enough. here to kink shame. Everybody do uh, your thing. I, I would trade. I, I would take all of the AAA games in the world over, over that. That's fine. Most people would. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Well, there, there's my line right there. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'll, I'll take the, they, they, I'll take the AAA game over the, over the Sims. Yeah. How in the, and how the hell was it EA that got there? They were the ones that, of all people that. Oof. Well, they weren't Sticky bad fingers. back then. They weren't bad back then. No, they've always been kind of not great whenever it comes to the Sims. Oh, okay. I have, I have no, I have zero knowledge about, yeah. you know, how EA has gone about handling it. Yeah, money grab, yeah. but you know that's kind of their thing. So well, it's in the game. Yeah, just not all of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God. All right. Um, well, I guess I got one more, and then I'm, and then I think that's it. Cool. Because you've done five, right? Uh yes. And you, so see, I learned nothing because of what you just talked. Just talked about math class, and I just blew past that and mm-hmm. just asked you about numbers. Mm-hmm. So. I had to look down and like do a little bit of math here. It's fine. This We're is, good. That's what this it is. It was why just we, counting. It wasn't even math. It was just counting. This, this is this is why this works so well. So <laughs> last one I'll say is uh, I'll be quick. Um, uh, the world is getting smaller, Brittany. Is that because like the world is dying, or where are you going okay. with this? Look, okay, look. Okay, let's sit here. We're probably not going to have to deal with with the, with the effects of that, right? I mean, we're talking, you know, I had this conversation. Oh, I don't know. Over. It's getting exponentially worse. I, I would like to believe that, you know, 50 years, I, mean, I, 50, I think say in 50 years, I think we'll still be okay. I think that's still reasonable. Yeah, it's just going to be hot all the time or well, cold. You know, I, all that's the time. Like, yeah, we're talking about more, morbid, being morbid or whatever. I'll be dust. So, hey, okay, whatever. That's fine. Whatever. It's fine, right? Yeah. But um just leaving that for my daughter, it's fine. Oh yes, that's very that's, that's so, so, yes, I I'm so yeah, I, I yes, that's true. I that is that is right. I won't be here, so I, I really can't add anything at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> so the world is getting smaller, and what I mean by that is physical media is drying up, Brittany. Yes, it is. And it is it is hurting my soul. I'm proud of you and, for saying it properly. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to be nice today. <laughs> so, which is 
really foolish. Weird. Anyway, and, and the reason I bring it up is because, you know, I went into a Best Buy the other day and there's just one sad row of DVDs. That's it. That's that's it. It's two. I haven't sided. been in a Best Buy in probably three years, so I don't even that's know. That's okay. That's that's fine. That's fine. It's, you know, I, hey, you know, I'm a rewards member, so I want to get my points. <laughs> but physical media is drying up, and there are less places to get. And I'm not listen. I'm not just talking about discs. I'm not talking about just DVDs. I'm talking about CDs. I'm mm-hmm. talking about books. I'm talking about trade paperback. These things are becoming increasingly harder to find and what's really frustrating to me is that when i go on tubi and i watch certain things and i say "Ooh, i need to go buy i need to buy a physical copy of that mm-hmm. i can't find it anywhere where several years ago not too long ago i could just a couple of keystrokes online a couple of clicks couple couple of clacks and then it's on its way to me and i don't have that anymore so you know at the beginning of this i talked about letting go and things like that this is a hill i am going to die on <laughs> okay. You are going to have to smoke me out for me to 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 give up purchasing physical media. That's fine. And it's just hurting my soul. And it's continu- it's just a slow it's like death by a thousand cuts. And it's just just day after day, film after film, book after book, CD after CD, trade paperback after trade paperback. And this is a very hard lesson that I'm learning. Okay. And it hurts because it's every day, Brittany. I'm sorry. And then the prices go up on certain things because there weren't a lot. They, they weren't printed in mass production or, you know, um, you, you know, just, you know, just, you know, copies have just been lost in the in the in, in, in the ether and only, you know, five exist or 15 exist or 20 exist. And if you want a particular CD, you got some schmuck. On, on Amazon, third party, selling it for $90. It's <laughs> a CD that only has 10 tracks. Yeah. Meanwhile, vinyl is making a comeback, which makes no sense to me because that takes up more space. But whatever. But it sounds so, nice. And it's hipsters. Love it. Yeah. Right after they make a stop at Trader Joe's. Anyway. So to, <laughs> I just say that to say that is something that I've learned over this last year. And it has just become more and more apparent with each passing day. And it is, it is it, it, it hurts to see. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that soon this has happened. Soon everything is going to be digital. And, and you know what is even more of a travesty? These NFTs. That's the other thing. Like, why am I going to pay? For a, 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 a digital photo or picture or whatever the hell, because uh, what? Because I'd have the status of being the only person with it. Who gives a rip? I mean, some people do, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they're maniacs. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, judgment is bad. You, 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 you get, you, 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 you feel the same way, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yes and no. Like, I understand the, reason for going digital it simplifies a lot of things but there is a part of me like i i have not whenever they stop making books i will have a problem there you go but as far as like things that i'm going to be watching on a screen 
I don't care if it's digital versus like having a physical copy. Like I, I that know. isn't high on my list of needs. The only things that are high on my list of needs of having copies of are things that are like consistently watched by typically Mo or sure. one of, of us. And I mean, we've got, we have got so many DVDs in our attic that we do not watch. Like they're just there <laughs> existing. Like we've got these, we've got these cases full of DVDs sitting right next to me. We've got three cases of like a binder, like the full binder folder things. <gasps> yeah. What? Full of DVDs wait a minute, hold that on, have been hold on. organized and everything. Did, wait a minute. Hold on. Did you what? say binder? I mean, they're, they're like, the, I don't know what else to call them. They're like, wait. they kind of okay. look like binders, but they're like cloth and bigger and they zip up and. Oh my God. So you're, t- you didn't get rid of the inserts, did you? And the cover art, did you? Those are all in boxes upstairs. Oh, thank God. In the attic. Like all oh, of the, the cases are in boxes. Oh, thank God. And it's God. like, I don't, I don't use that. I, I don't, scared. like, what do I do with that sort of thing? So it's, it's a lot of material. It's a lot of stuff that takes up a lot of space. And I know there's a lot of people that don't have space to give to things like that. So, I mean, That's like, fair. I understand the, the, I, I understand the push for digital. Um, just, today it's, today it's, it's, it's blue. It's DV, it's movies right now, Brittany. It's I know. CDs and I mean, right now, books Brittany. to an extent have all, have started going online as well. Like the, you can get cheaper versions of books if you use your Kindle or whatever it is, your iPad or whatever you want to send it to over my dead. Body. Um, so like, and some of them, to be honest, I will be totally honest. I have a whole handful of Kindle books, but typically it's books that I'm like, I've heard mixed reviews. I want to read it. And then if I like it, I'll buy a physical copy that I can go back and read again, or I can give to Mo whenever she's a little older, um, or I can take my notes as I want to, whatever the book is, whatever the case may be. But like that gives me the digitalization of it gives me a chance to buy it for a little bit cheaper, test the water, see if I like it. And then if I really liked it, then I'm supporting the artist even more by giving, getting a physical copy of it. But I also know like every time I stare down the barrel of moving I look at the room that is nothing but a wall of books and board games and go, wow, that's going to suck to move. <laughs> no sacrifice, no victory. But I mean, that's that's part of the joy of collecting those sorts of things as well. So, yes, yes. I see both so, sides. I see both sides. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to continue to 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 fight the good fight. Give me all of your physical media. I mean, if you want it, I can give you some. I've got a bunch in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Give me your physical media. <laughs> I will preserve it. I'll I have my yard sale in your, like, um, uh, I'll come over to your place or we'll meet somewhere at an undisclosed location. And I'll just do like a trunk sale and you can just all put it in. You just put it in the back of your trunk and move on. Oh, okay. You're not just going to, you know, just put them all in a garbage bag and leave by by a mailbox. No, no, I wouldn't do that because what happens if like a raccoon gets to it before you do like, that's not good for anybody. Well, tie it up. It'll be fine. No, let's still try. Unless it's dipped in, unless the DVDs are dipped in honey. I think you think it'll be okay. I don't know. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, I'm sure they smell delicious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
this was fun. It's it's always good to reflect on how it is that we learn in, in whatever way that might be, whether it's big things, little things, funny things, serious things. Learning is important. Learning keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. It really does. Learning makes us lively. Well, with that said, why don't you share mm-hmm. with the people where they can find us? It would be a good learning experience, a teaching oh, moment, if okay. you will. A teaching moment. So you can find us on Instagram at Nerd Pastiche. And you can find us on Twitter at Nerd Pastiche Pod. I didn't even call it the Bluebird app today. Uh, yeah, Welcome. see that. See, that kind of threw me it threw me off. Mm-hmm. I know. I could hear it. I could hear yeah, it in exactly. your lack of a voice on? in those moments. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's been another wonderful episode. And with that said, learning never exhausts the mind. I mean, it can. Oh, well, Leonardo doesn't think so. That's fine. I mean, just saying. Like, everyone's you know. entitled to their opinion. Uh, that's, that's 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 true. I, mean, <laughs> I just thought it was very you know uh, profound, but I, th- just, I think it, yes, yes. Just it's, obliterated. It's quite lovely. It's quite lovely. Yeah. You okay. did great. Good choice. Oh well, well, yeah. Way to bookend the podcast. You're, You're welcome. Sh- that's right. All right. Oh, everyone. you said books. That's where we learn. You're welcome. <laughs> no, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>